Hello, listeners, and welcome to the Winning Post preview podcast for the weekend of January 16. I'm Joel Marshall, and joining me, as he does each week to take a look at all the weekend's action, is my colleague Daniel Nuttall. Well, Daniel, all eyes are on the Gold Coast this week. We've had the sales through the week, we had the barrier draw down by the beach on Tuesday, and now we get to race day on Saturday, over 10 million up for grabs, nine races, and it's a huge field. It's a great race day. Yeah, sure is, Joel. One of, um, clearly one of my uh, sort of favourite days of the year. Um, They never make it easy for us, punters, that's for sure. We've got the the capacity fields as always, but um, yeah, such a great week and such a great time of the year. Um, And uh, in saying that, whilst I do think it is a, uh, we do see the sort of capacity fields and there are quite a few chances in a a few races. I think there are a few standouts on the day, Um, so we'll delve into them a little bit later but yeah keen on the day as always and um hopefully you can find a few winners indeed it is a tough program we'll take you through right the way through the nine races uh we kick off with the maiden as we do each year and uh always a tricky race to decipher a lot of horses have uh, filled many minor placings leading into this and it's obviously a target race for a lot of horses uh I have come up with number seven, Dr. Jack, on top. Uh, I thought he might have been bigger price. He's in single figures. I thought uh, with Ricky Palmer riding for Harold Norman, you might get a bigger, <laughs> might get a bigger price, you know, with some of the, some of the big boys in town. But, uh, yeah, look, he, he's finished runner-up two or four. He's got a bit of talent, this bloke. And his trial the other day against away game and Isotope was, well, you just want to back him in any maiden. So I will be doing just that. Uh, five Adelaide's light, I'll also be having something on. I think he's the main danger. Both his runs to date for the Brad Widdop stable have been good. 16 news reader, definite winning chance. She's trialled up well and she's performed in probably some stronger fields than this. And eight next best for me for Valor. Who are you with in the maiden, Daniel? Yeah, with the 16 newsreader, I've always had plenty of time for her. Um, I was a couple of instances last preparation. I was keen on her. And look, she ran well without getting all that much luck at times throughout her last preparation. Um, her only fail last prep was on a, a heavy eight, a pretty wet track. As you touched on, her recent trial was um, was quite good. And she's drawn pretty well for this. She'll come in um, probably to about five or six after after the emergencies are scratched. So newsreader on top. I think this was a nice race for her. She has seen some early support in the market. So she's my top pick. I got the Adel- I got the five Adelaide's light in the game as well. Um, battle on well last start. Despite being caught wide uh, behind 15-0, the winner there has since run well, or run reasonably well last weekend. In the third, I got the 13 Casa Tranquilla starts Bella, who was excellent, I thought, on the, at this track, over this track and trip on debut back in September. Sat handy there and, um, and stuck on well. The wide draw, a little bit of a concern, but at bigger odds, I want to put her in all my exotics. And in for fourth, the two, Dominarcha. Um, bumped into shooting for gold on the debut. That cause has certainly gone on with it. Um, but yeah, those are my numbers. As you said, always a tough race, the opener. 16 5, 13 2. Race 2 is over 1,800 metres. And look, I'm with number two, Skate to Paris here. I thought she just put her hand up nicely for this race last time out. She stepped up to the mile, third up. She had no luck in the run, caught wide, and she went down fighting close finish for third behind the Herovian. Going to need a bit of luck from that wide gate, but I was happy to back her each way. And perhaps save on number 12, Budush, 
who I think can improve sharply on his two runs in Sydney this time in. The 1,400 was too sharp. Then he only went to the 15.50 second up, and I know he finished last of five, beaten eight lengths. It looked a poor run, but he had 60.5. Don't think he really enjoyed the heavy. Back onto a firmer surface with 54 kilos. He can improve. Uh, eight, it's Lily. She's absolutely flying this prep. That was a big win at Wyong wide throughout when winning the Sky Provincial Series final. And hard to leave out parody off her win in last Saturday's wave. I'm with two on top from 12, eight and three. Yeah, with parody on top, uh, Craig Williams gave her a lovely ride last weekend, taking advantage of the good draw. She had the beautiful run in behind the speed and uh, she did it pretty easily in the end. She was a length winner there from Frosty Rocks and um, yeah, one well on the line. Drawn a little awkwardly this time around. Drawn 11, but the form, her form's hard to ignore. She's run second to, to Fibrillate, who then franked that form last weekend as well with another win. Um, and of course, second in the matriarch to a fair to remember. She's got the right four lines for this. She's got to repeat that last start effort, and um, I think she'll be too good for these again. I think Profits, the overs, the seven. He'll spot a start, no doubt about that, but should get a quicker tempo than he saw than he um, got last week. He got a long way back as he does. As we know, his racing so I've got to be wary of that, but just couldn't get into the race of a slow speed. It's Lily, a mare in form, can't knock her. Um, she's well in the way, 54 kilos. And Frosty Rocks in next. My number's 3785, Joel. Race three on the card is. The 2400 meter race called the Sub Zero, and we've got a couple of repeat uh, returnees who performed well last year. Last year's winner, Primitivo, and I've put him on top. I think he's trekking along pretty well. He was good second up over the mile, went to the Summer Cup, got a long way back, and worked home okay. I just think from barrier two up to the 2400, as I said, won this race last year and looks to be peaking again. Two black on gold was runner up to Primitivo last year, and no knock on the way he's going this time in. One ballistic boy off the backup from last week where he just probably found the 1800 a bit short in the wave, but I think getting up in distance is going to suit. And six, Skador. Interesting runner. Hasn't been past 1700 this prep in five runs. And he goes straight to the 2400, but he draws barrier one. He certainly has enough ability to be competitive. But I've got three Primitivo to do it again on top from two, one and six. Yeah, look, I've got plenty of time for Ballistic Boy, as you know, but um, I think the first four or five of the markets, uh, it's really hard to separate those. It's going to be a really uh, intriguing contest come Saturday. Uh, with the one on top, Ballistic Boy, he did have to tackle that wave over 800 metres last start after being scratched at the gates the week prior. Well, he finished off okay there, um, but yeah, as apparent, he was certainly looking for further. He gets the right sort of trip now. Uh, super wins prior. As I touched on last week, they were pretty freakish over the mile, and I think the best is still yet to come. Now he's stretching out over this longer trip, so he's on top. I think black and gold's an excellent chance. Um, hitting the line strongly behind Spirit Ridge at the end of two thousand meters last start. That horse uh, went on to Frank the form with another group win. The five elaborate um, racing well, and Skador in for f- uh, fourth, six. I also think Primitivo's a, a chance, and we'll be putting him in, into my early quaddy. One, two, five, six. Race four is the Magic Million Snippets. This is over 1,200 metres. And I have come up with one at a bit of odds here, number six, Hightail, who's performed really well at the Gold Coast in the past. He's been in the money at all three of his runs. He won the Guineas back in May last year, beating the Odyssey. 
his forms, you know, look on paper is sort of tapered off a little bit, but he didn't always have all favours in some of those runs after the Guineas. And I thought his first stop run at Canterbury was satisfactory. They went along at a pretty good tempo. Probably just found him out a bit first up. But I thought he stuck on pretty well. He was beaten less than two lengths by 11-11. I think at you know, $30 plus, he's over the odds. Five Sansom, he's a ripper. Always runs well. He's drawn nicely. He'll put himself close to the speed. First go right-handed, but I think he can be very competitive. Uh, three row heron is a class act. Maintained his unbeaten fresh record with the strong win at Eagle Farm. And two, hard empire. He was beaten three lengths when sixth in this race last year. He was first up. This year, he comes into it much better prepared. He's fourth up and he's won two of three, so he's going well. Uh, there's certainly plenty of other chances, though. I've got six on top from five, three, and two. Yeah, with her, I was with her here in first up, and on the back of that performance, I can't draw off him. He, we know he's flawless record fresh. He added to that, and it's now five for five on first up. But he goes pretty well second up as well. Always a horse that um, comes to hand quickly. Uh, Michael Rod sticks aboard, and we're rocketing home late. So Heron on top for me. Balavella, another horse that flies fresh. She's a Group One winner. Um, some of her rivals can can lay claim to. I've got High Talent next. I'm glad you like him. I thought he was would come up much shorter than the um, sort of the 26s are on offer. Um, again, yeah, sort of excuses first up. Wasn't too far away there from pretty handy one at 11-11. Um, so he'd certainly be going in everything. And in for fourth, I've got King of Hastings. Enormous win last start. It was amazing. He sort of, sort of started, went around $13 in that race, considering he was first up in a Christmas stakes at Caulfield, started $6 there and looked to need of the hit out, then went to a benchmark 88 on, on a wet track, um, which is conditions that suit him. Sat three wide and was, was still too good for him. So he's clearly going well, and uh, he can certainly give this a shake. My numbers are 3, 4, 6, 13. Race five is the Magic Millions, Phillies and Mares. And we've got some informed Mares here. Uh, looking at the form lines of a theory, Snapdancer, Stolen Jade. They're building picket fences, the three of them. I am very keen on Snapdancer. I think she's come back in ripping order. That was a, a very good win at Ballarat from the outside gate. And then she went to Randwick and just dominated her rivals there, beating Tyre. We'll get a chance to frank the form somewhat. She'll go around earlier in the day at Rose Hill. A nice recent trial in Sydney, Hugh Bowman to ride. Very keen snap dancer. But I've got to have some sort of a saver on Stolen Jay because she's a ripper, this girl. She's just absolutely flying. Given a peach of a ride by Brad Stewart last week, you're always on good terms with yourself if you uh, had something on her last week. She drops three and a half kilos. I think she can go on with it. No knock on a theory. She can win. She's absolutely flying. And 10. Got to throw a bit of a roughie in with uh, with those favourites in the mix. And I'll give Sophie's gold uh, Sophie's gold class, a bit of a chance for your first four. She was a bit disappointing fresh, but she's better than that. Nine on top for me from 11, 2, and 10. Sticking with the theory, uh, she's in career best form at the moment, as you said, Joel. She's absolutely flying. She only had the one win uh, prior to the start of this campaign, and she's added four to her total this time in. She had a beautiful run two weeks ago in that nudgy listed race. Um, and when she was clear about sort of 300 metre mark, uh, it was lights out. She put them away in a, in a blink of an eye and made some pretty, pretty decent horses look second rate there. Um, she's, she's drawn to get a similar run this time around. Now she's realistic. She's drawn five and I think she can get out the right time. She'll certainly be the one to beat the theory. I do concede it's, um, as you said, there's plenty of inform 
horses in the race. But the way she won last start, that was a career best win. The best I've seen her perform anyway. And a replica, a replica of that, she'll be hard to beat again. So a theory on top. Got the six in next near door. Well, just had no luck with the barriers. Um, preparations drawn 12, 16, 18, and now 16 here. We'll come in after a couple of scratchings. But I think she's going really well. She's able to cross from the wide draw at Doombin two starts back and was just too speedy for him. She had to work hard last start. Forgive the margin there. She was still battling on the right for fourth behind a theory, but was um, well held in that race after doing a little bit of work early on as I touched on. Um, Georgina Cartwright does get along well with her. I think she's over the odds. She can... She runs to her best with a, with a sort of a good run in transit. We'll need a bit of luck, I concede. Uh, she certainly will be finishing there about. Stolen Jade going extremely well. Um, for a peach of a ride last start to get her home. Brad Stewart sticks, and yeah, she's obviously in, uh, in top form. And the roughie I want to put in is the 14, Maddie Rock. So I'm a bit of a fan of her. I didn't mind her running Randwick last start on a soft track. She, with a big weight, she sort of picked up later after getting um, settling back in the field. She'll get a dry ground here, fit her again third up. She won third up last preparation in Queensland. <clears throat> Impressive win, and uh, I think she's well over the odds in this. 2-6-11-14 for me. Race six is the first of the big ones, and, uh, well, many consider it is the, the big one. $2 million, two-year-old classic, and we've got a, a few horses backing up from last week, which has been a bit of a winning recipe. Of late, four of the last six winners have won the Saturday before. So you've got Finance Tycoon trying to add to that and also Swift Witness from the Waterhouse Bot Camp. And we've got a few others that also went around behind that pair. Uh, look, I'm going with, despite the barrier draw being terrible, number 14, Miss Hipstar. I think she's very, very good. I think they'll push the button with her on Saturday and, and go forward. They... They knew they probably only had to run top four to get into this race last week to get enough prize money, and they rode her a bit conservatively. She was still caught wide. Um, love the way she settles. She just doesn't want to over-race at all, and hopefully that's the case again. They've put the visors on. I think they'll press the button and go forward, and if she can get into some sort of spot in the first half of the field, gee, I think she'll be very hard to beat. Six Baby Wong, I've been a fan of since day one. He's still a maiden. He's, uh, he's burnt me a couple of times, but... All will be forgiven if he can salute on Saturday. Uh, blinkers on, good draw, very honest. He can run well. If I like him, you know, watching the replay again of the McLaughlin, just have to include Alpine Edge. He's done nothing wrong. Two from two. He ran past Baby Wong from back in the field. It was a strong win to tick that 1,200-metre box. Always a bit of a query after they win on debut over 1,000, whether they can get the 1,200 next time out. But he did it really strongly. And in for fourth. I'm putting last week's winner, Swift Witness, she was impressive, left Miss Hipstar in her weight to some degree. And uh, look, that's leaving out She's All Class, who thrashed Swift Witness at Wyong. But just that improvement with the blinkers on she showed last week um, elevated her into my numbers. So I'm with 14 on top from 6, 1 and 12. Yeah, it's always one of those sort of races is, you know, you, you look back at your selections and you find two or three others that you could have easily chucked in there. Um and that's with me and Miss Hipster. She's not in my top four, but, yeah, she was enormous last week, as you touched on, Joel. So she'll be in, going into all exotics um, on my end as well. I'm with the four on top, Shakiro, one-time favourite for this race after winning the Breeders' Plate on the Boo. Plenty went wrong first up, willing to forgive that. She then stepped back to 1,100 metres here last weekend and 
Look, she had every chance in front, not denying that. But the winner, Finance Tycoon, did have the sort of suck run in behind the speed um, and did sort of lay down the gauntlet early in the straight. Shakira did kick back. It was a pretty brave effort, but just um, found Finance Tycoon too good. Of course, we know that horse has drawn the widest gate, was Shakiro has drawn one. So, yeah, he can lead on, on him, but he can also take a maybe a little bit of a sit and sit in the box seat. There'll be a bit of horses who are wanting to come over and lead. Miss his star and a few of those will come across from wide draws. So I'm on. I'm with four on top. I think he's clearly talented enough. <clears throat> um, and just with luck at the right time, he'll certainly be thereabouts and I think worth a good each way. And each way bets the four. So on top, the 11 in next year's all class, that wild win was absolutely dominant the way she put them away there. Um, a little freshen up since then. But James McDonald takes the ride. Uh, she, of course, he rode her for that first up win. She's certainly the danger. Uh, six Baby Wong, who I've been with this preparation, I think he keeps continuing to run well. Alpine Edge has got his measure the last two starts, but gets another run at 1,200 metres after that uh, last start, 1,200 metre run under his belt. I think that's his preferred trip. And in for four for 12, Swift Witness, who uh, profiles quite similar to recent winners of this race. 4-11-6-12. And race seven is another $2 million race. This is the guineas for the three-year-olds. And we've got a couple of horses really stifling the stifling the market here in last year's classic winner away game, who's trying to be the first horse to do, come back the following year and do the double. Uh, Forbidden Love and Isotope, um, all three sort of, you know, $5 or less and you can get big odds about the rest. I'm with number 12, Forbidden Love, on top. She's had a long prep. They did give her a bit of a freshen up after the group one third in the Empire Rose at Flemington. And she showed she'd come through that little break in fine style. That was a strong win at Gosford. Uh, the third horse, Marcinet, I thought was very good last week behind Yow Dash, just to give a little bit of tick to that form line. Uh, so I'm with 12, Forbidden Love, to beat one Apache Chase. The Vaux Rogue has been a really good guide to this. Uh, the the Rogue winner has won the Guineas five times. Um, and look, I know he was $19 that day, but I thought it was a very strong win. His previous run in the Gold Edition, which, of course, is the key form line through away game and isotope, started $91 there, but he ran a really good third after doing some early work. I think from gate one, he'll get a soft run, and I think he's the one that's over the odds. And then the other two favourites in next best, isotope 13 and three away game, 12-1, and three for me. Yeah, we'll be wanting to go wider in. We'll go wider in the previous, like the two-year-old classic. I think we can in the skinny up this leg of the quaddy. Um, I think there's three main chances as the sort of market um, suggests, as well as sorry, got a kiss, who's an each way price. Isotope on top for me. Last two wins have been two of the best performances I've seen from a three-year-old in Brisbane in recent years. Um, just sort of done it in a different fashion as well. Both runs, last start letting down. Beautifully from beyond midfield, chased down away game there despite spotting a start. And it was a day that not many were able to sort of make ground from beyond midfield. So I'm going to stick with her. She's such a talented filly. Um, won't be having a big bet on her at the price, but we'll be maybe wanting it, putting her on top in a couple of exactors and trifectors. Away game in next. Um, she, had a, she had a chance last start. It was first up. She'll take plenty of benefit from that. There's no doubt. Isotope was... Had, did have match fitness on her side when they met. Um, she had every chance away game up on the speed. 
She's clear second pick. Got a kiss in for third. Uh, she's been excellent without winning this preparation. She wouldn't shock. Another 54 kilos. And in for fourth, I have the 18 Starosa. Uh, they're working well. 13, 3, 15, and 18. Race eight is the $1 million Magic Millions Cup. And this is a pretty strong race. We've got uh, a previous winner in Redouble. I think he won it a couple of years ago and, and finished in the placings last year. So he's back again. Uh, but it's a pretty good field. On with the, the in-form sort of up-and-comer, if you like, number three, 11, 11. He's uh, a pretty smart customer, this bloke. Of course, he got the guineas under the belt last year after finishing second behind Alligator Blood and, of course, that horse losing it, losing the race later on. And that was a strong win in the Christmas Classic at Canterbury last start. Yes, the pace was on, but he still came from a long way back, which isn't, hasn't been easy to do at Canterbury in recent times. He can settle a bit closer from that gate. I think he'll be very hard to beat. No knock on number one, Soxagonji. Those last two wins have been mm. so good. He's sat wide. He's just taken off that. The win in the buffering last start, he just zoomed yeah. around them and, and made a winning move. You're just waiting for him to to sort of get tired and something else emerge, but he just kept running. So he's obviously airborne. Uh, 12 in for third. Yao Dash on the backup from his win last week. That was a strong win. He really came clear late. And four outrageous. But his first two wins this prep were very, very good. Just didn't quite run out the strong mile in the Villiers. I think coming back to the 1400 is a big plus for him. But I'm with three on top from one, 12 and four. Yao yeah, Dash really toured with his rivals here last week over the 1300 metres. On the, on the quick backup and look up a couple of notches in grade, no doubt about that. Gets drawn to get a pretty de- a pretty soft run in behind the speed again. And with even luck, I think it'll be hard to beat. Yeah, Dash, uh, one of the better bets on the card for mine. Eleven, eleven discharge. I think that form from Canterbury holds up here. Um, Socks are gone, as, as as you mentioned, Joel. The last two wins have been absolutely awesome. He's hard to knock again, really. He could come in um, and form in a similar manner and we wouldn't be surprised. So he has to go in everything. Uh, and I think there's also a chance, given a chance, to baller at bigger odds. 12-9-3-1. And race nine is for the cutest qualified horses. Um, big field, probably for, I guess you could say, a few of the lesser lights, but we do have a few classy animals here. I've gone with number three, number three chapter and verse, who won the race two years ago. And you look at his form and you wonder if he's going just as well. But all his best performances have been with the blinkers on. They went on in early 2018. He's had them right through sort of the past two years. The blinkers came off before he kicked off this campaign. Didn't think there was anything wrong with the George Moore or the Loch Ney. The Loch Ney run was really promising, second up. Uh, last time out, they sort of tinkered with his gear. I think he got a, a nose roll and some pacifiers. He got back and he ran into trouble late. The margin was certainly exaggerated. Desley Forster's stripped all the gear off now, tongue tie off, uh, pacifiers off, nose roll off, and the blinkers go back on. So I reckon it's grand final day for him. And I think at uh, good odds, he's worth thought. Certainly can have number the, something on number 17, Xanthus, as well, at a big price. I think he's got a bit of talent, this bloke. He did run second to the Odyssey back in 2019. That was a four-length defeat, but he ran well. He's been lightly raced since. He should have gone close to winning first up last prep. He struck late trouble. And then last time out, he sort of got back and, I don't know, sort of lost a bit of interest against that racing pattern. I think he'll settle close, and I don't think he's been trialling well. Uh, Ten Yamazaki, 
This has only been placed once in 10 starts since that booming win here uh, in that one of those Class 4 races uh, last year. So, look, if she can find that form, she's going to be really hard to beat. She has been Group 3 placed in that time. And I thought the fresh run was good with 58 kilos behind Big Parade. And to the Odyssey, he'll go forward and give you a great sight. He just needs to run out a strong 1,300. He'll be... Uh, He'll be gasping for air a little bit late, but if he can get a bit of a breather mid-race, he can certainly run well. Three on top for me from 17, 10, and 2. She'd love to own Boomtown last, the six. She's just a ripping mare. She's had the 27 starts. She's finished in the Quinella, 18 of those. Um, and her form is preparation. You could argue she's probably in career-best form. The minute she beat the smart Neodort fresh, the three, once, three runs since she's finished second. Uh, last start, she was second to a theory. No match... For that horse, um, but no one that was arguably the performance of the day. And if the theory uh, breaks that form as I expect her early in the day, I think um, makes it hard to go past the six Boomtown Lass. On top, in for second, I got the 10 Yamazaki. Won a race over this track and trip uh, this time last year, um, showcasing a booming finish. Uh, that was second up. She's second up here as well. I think Jamie Lady's too talented to ignore. She probably hasn't. We haven't seen the best of her this preparation. And I think there's been excuses on a couple of those instances. I'm going to give her one more chance. And the Odyssey gave her heron a scare last time. Now, of course, that, that query is running at the 1300, but drawn ideally gets we'll get a soft run um, and clearly hit back into form last start uh, with that good second behind her heron. So 6-2, 5-1 in the last. All right, well, I have made my best snap dancer. So I think we're going head to head. Race five, number nine is my best. And I've made my value, plenty of value through the day, but I'll go with Skate to Paris. Race two, number two, who was your best, Daniel? Uh, with the one, uh, well, sorry, the best was, yeah, Theory in race five. So we are going head to head. The value, I thought Newsreader come a little bit of a bigger price, but I'll go, yeah, Newsreader, race one, number 16, um, the next best on the card. So race one, 16 and race five, number two, my bets. All right. Well, that is an action-packed card at the Gold Coast on Saturday. Plenty of other racing around Australia to sink your teeth into on Saturday. And we'll go back to headquarters at Flemington for the racing action in Melbourne on Saturday. And there is a black type race. It's race seven on the card, the listed Kensington Stakes down the straight over a 1,000 metres. I'm sticking with the Perth mare number one, Fabagino. She's proved down the straight. Really good 1,000-metre horse. I think she'll take plenty of beating. Two, Prezado, uh Sorry, four, Helvorsen in for second. Uh, really talented sprinter. And again, speaking of proven down the straight, he certainly is that. Six, Pandemic was a strong winner at Caulfield out to the 1,200. Back to the 1,000 here against some real speedsters. But, gee, he'll be hitting the line hard. And eight, Sword of Mercy. She's gone to a new level this prep, running really good time in both of those victories and, and no doubt a bit of black type on the offering. She'll be well and truly up to the mark for this. But I've got one on top from four, six and eight. Similar numbers. I'm with the one as well on top. But yeah, the 1,000-metre form at Flemington. It's hard to miss. Both starts have been two pretty pretty comfortable wins, really. Um, the fight hard for the speed last start. It's time last month and but did it pretty comfortably on the end, holding Prisado, did have the 62 kilos. Uh, Halvorsen, 
uh, index, the sorry, sorry, pandemic index to six, uh, like the the will to win last start, really finding his form of late. Um, so obviously first go, first go down the straight, but he's pretty bomb proof sort of horse. I don't think you know, he'll have no problem with it. Hal Vorson, another straight tax specialist, has worked well in readiness for his first up run. And Prasado goes in as well, been jumping out well of late, and we know his form down the straight reads pretty well. So one six four two for me. My best for the day at Flemington is race six, number two, Biometric. Uh, it was a hard watch last time out, if you were on him, as I was. He looked to be travelling very sweetly coming to the turn. No fault of Will Price. You just can't jump over him. He was on the fence and just didn't get clear galloping room at all. He's finished eighth and probably should have won. I think they went up $11 very early Wednesday. Too busy to snap that up, and I think you've got to settle for around $6 now, but I can do that. It's a pretty consistent... A pretty open sort of a race uh, so there's you know there's a few chances in it but i think he'll be very hard to beat biometric and my value is race four number nine mystique falcon quickly to 2000 meters second up but i don't mind that she didn't quicken first up with the 61 kilos at 1400 but i liked her last 100 meters blinkers on and to 2000 so as long as she doesn't get a bit keen through the run I think she's a talented sort of middle distance type and I think she'll really relish the step up in distance. So she's the value race four, number nine. What was your best for the card, Dennis? Well, best comes up in race five. I think the three overexposure finds a really winnable race here. None of his rivals are really screaming back me at the moment. Um, a few of them in not in great form, admittedly, but overexposure, he seems to be going pretty well. He's third up now up to 1,600 metres. He won a listed race at this trip. Last preparation... Damien Lane sticks and ticks a lot of boxes. And he's about two fifty, two sixty, probably about the right price, I think. Um, but he's my best on the card. Flemington race five, number three. The value, my value comes up against your value, Joel. And mine is the two checkerboard, who I think is crying out for the two thousand meters. Bred to sort of uh, being out of a Zabiel mare. Um, she's sat handy throughout this preparation. The last two. Starts, I think, have been pretty good. Um, she's no match for a, a pretty handy Arabian Hussey two back. Then at Caulfield, led with 60 kilos and, and stuck on well. She carried 57 kilos after the claim here, and I just think she's ready for this 2,000-metre journey. So my value, race four, number two. All right, racing from Sydney is at Rose Hill. We've had a bit of a break from Rose Hill. We've been racing at Randwick and on the Kenzo track, but Rose Hill on Saturday. I've made my best race six, number eight, Oscar Zulu. This is an interesting race because both Oscar Zulu and Ellsberg, the three-year-olds, uh, were left on the ballot for the Magic Millions guineas. As it looks at this stage, there are a couple of scratchings, but it doesn't appear that they're going to get a run. So they were both late entries for this race and they head the betting. And I'm with Oscar Zulu. thought that was a really good run in the Vaux He kept coming right to the line. He would have been in my numbers for the guineas. He draws barrier three. For this race, and I think it'll be very hard to beat. And my value is race five, number two, Star Spangled Rodeo. But his share of uh, vices, and he's had his share of issues, this bloke, likely race six-year-old. But he is a talent. He, he hasn't put in a bad run first up yet. It was a good win, first run for the stable at Canterbury back in May. His next two runs were complete for gives. He's been trialling quite well. And this isn't an overly strong Saturday race. So he's the value, race five, number two. Daniel, what were your best for Rose Hill? Lord of the Highway for my best, Joel. Race three, number seven, Mother's Mercy. 
who three wins to kick off her career, all at Scone. Uh, quite impressive reeling in the field there. She then went to a highway a fortnight ago. It was a heavy eight that day, and she just didn't finish off um, the way we're used to seeing her. Just not as good on, on the affected ground, it seems. So back on top of the deck, I think, is um, a good thing for her. I think she's better than a bet. She's better than highway grade, that's for sure. I think she'll win better races than this in time. Not only lightly race, only the four starts, but yeah, so the three dry track wins have been really impressive and really backable price, about $5. So race three, seven, my best. The value comes up in race number seven, and that's the Snowden Trains, uh, Sarah, the 13, who was a last start provincial winner at Wyong. Only a small field there. It was a heavy nine that day, but I like the way she finished off. Um, She's been bursting to sort of do that. She won on debut impressively and then ran well since in a couple of good races. She ran second in North Pacific in her first preparation and back in July. And then her three runs this time in before the win last start have all been good. Um, maybe she prefers wet track. She's back onto a dry track here, but I just think she can go along with it now. She's a filly I've always had a little bit of time for. And on the strength of that last start win, I'm happy to stick with her at double figure odds in this. So race 7.13, the value. And speaking of uh, your top tip there, Mother's Mercy in race three, the Arrowfield colours go around in race one, and that'll certainly be a a real race to sit back and watch and uh, review a few times. So I think there's some nice types in that two-year-old race, some really well-bred ones, but Remark has just, uh, well, he's got the race one, according to uh, bookmakers. <laughs> I think he, he went up 220, and I think that was snapped up, and he's about seventy now, and he's, I noticed last night he was 26 into 15 for the Golden Slip-Up. His brother, sorry, his sister, Esther Jarb, won the Golden Slipper. So he's got the pedigree and he's been trialling well. He carries the Arrowfield colours. It's um, it's probably a little bit of recency bias, but I haven't, you know, heard a, a horse uh, spruiked as much as that one has before it has even had a run. Uh, and not, not, not that I can think of anyway in the last sort of 12 months. So, yeah, it be interesting to see how it goes. Yeah, indeed. Well, he's got the... As I said, got the pedigree, got the trial form on board, but uh, there's there's some other decent uh, decent bred horses in that race, including a brother to Sweet Idea and Showtime in number five, Golf of Saros, and there's a couple of Schnitzels in there that have got some big pedigrees behind them as well. So certainly a a race to watch. Racing in Adelaide on Saturday again is at Murray Bridge. We had the racing from there last week, and we're there again this week. And you think we can get the cash early, Daniel, with your best bet? Yeah, sure do. Don't dream it's over from the Michael Hickmont stable. Uh, British import, he's had a lot of success in the last sort of six to 12 months. Michael Hickmont with these um, with these imports, either from Europe or New Zealand. He's got a terrific car, a terrific uh, hand on Saturday. I wouldn't be surprised if he picks up four or five races with, um, with the, some of the horses that are going around later in the day. But I think he can get the money early. I hope he can get the money early with Don't Dream It's Over. Loved the win last uh, two back at Morpherville and then just missed a pretty handy one in Dazzling Damsel after drawing wide and having to do a little bit of work um, to sort of get into a uh, sort of a prominent position. He's drawn ideally in barrier three, carries 53 kilos after Jessica Eaton's claim and uh, looks his race to lose, really. I think there's not much depth in the race. So race one, number five, uh, the best on the card for Murray Bridge. The value comes up in race seven and with a last start winner in Hare of Tavistock. Of course, this horse was previously trained in Victoria some time ago. Uh, now being in South Australia for 
a couple of preparations. I thought it was excellent. Rolling, rolling up in front and proving too strong there. Um, Jess Eaton rode that day. Sophie Logan claims three here. So he drops 53 to 53 kilos and uh, he's a Goldie in form. He's fourth up. He's getting fitter. And a similar trip, I think it'll be hard to catch again here at Tavistock. Here's my value. Race seven, number nine. Racing in the West on Saturday is at Ascot. We do have some black type action, the listed Miss Andretti Stakes for the Speedsters. And we saw Indian Pacific prove too nippy in the Scorcher Stakes over 1,000 metres a fortnight ago. But uh, our Perth analyst Scott McDonnell is keen on a horse to run past him, stepping out to 1,100. He speaks of the mare, why choose her, number 11. And around the $8 mark, she finished second to Indian Pacific last time out. And Scott thinks she can turn the tables. He's got Flirtini in for second, number two. Three Indian Pacific for third and for fourth, number 10. Mervyn, why choose her, is Scott's value bet. His best, however, comes up in race four. And the winning post tipsters are in unison here with Giant Leap. Race four, number five for the Peters, Williams and Pike combination. Beaten first up, but certainly not disgraced. Would have won in another bound. Uh, he's looks to have come back in good order. He can progress through the grades and should be very hard to beat on Saturday. Race four, number five. Racing across the Tasman on Saturday, it's the Wellington Carnival. We've got the Wellington Cup Saturday week. This week, we've got the Group 1 Telegraph and also a Group 1 for the three-year-olds, the Levin Classic. So it's a, it's a very strong race meeting. My best bet comes up in race five, and it's Sacred Elixir. Horse listeners may remember going back a couple of years ago, two or three years ago, as a winner of the Vars at Mooney Valley and finishing in the numbers in the Victoria Derby. Uh, he went to Hong Kong. He's now back in New Zealand and he's had two runs and he seems to be ticking over quite nicely. I think it's probably D-Day for him now. Third up, 1,600, not an overly strong field and he's very well in at the weights. I think Sacred Elixir can be hard to beat. My value is in the Livin Classic, race six, number 10, Tokarangi. Very smart filly. She'll be Australian bound very shortly. She was good coming back to 1,400 last time out without much luck. I think she can turn the tables on the favourite, Brando, who certainly does look smart. And the other meeting on Saturday is down on the South Island at Wingatui. My best bet is race three, number three, Bentley. Trialled really well and then was hard in the market on debut to start favourite. He got back off at the start, found a bit of trouble and then probably just lacked a bit of race craft but still hit the line well. He'll be better for that and the step up and distance will suit. And my value bet is in the last race nine, number 14, Blue-Eyed Susie. Well, that just about takes us out. Uh, big racing weekend. Um, hopefully... We've found you a few winners. Don't forget to get out and pick up your winning post. We've got all the action covered Friday through till Monday. And, of course, before we go, we better throw to our segment known as the Lazy Lobster. Well, Daniel, you have led the team very well again last week with another winner getting up. Your 20 for a win on Zing was never in doubt. She pressed forward and she led pretty much all of the way. Uh, I struck out with the Ruffy, and our guest tipster also struck out with Miss Hipstar running well, but nil return if you're on for the win. 
Uh, this week, our guest tipster is Bill Sheriff from Bentley in Victoria. And he's going early, and he likes your horse in the maiden, Daniel. He's going to chuck 20 for a win on Newsreader. That's Gold Coast race one, number 16. Uh, Daniel, who are you going to chuck your 20 on? Going for three in a row, too. Yeah, well, good luck, Bill. Uh, I'm going to go to Flemington for mine, Joel. Race five, number three, overexposure, I think. Um, in a race devoid of winning hopes, I think he's um, he's certainly one of them. Third up, 1,600 metres. Hard to go past. So, yeah, best all day. Race five, Flemington, number three, overexposure. That'll be my 20. All right. Well, you're in such good form. I hate to go head to head, but I I will do it. So I'll go I'll go I'll go snap dancer head to head in some respect because you have made a theory your best for the day. Sorry. I thought I thought you were about to go head to head at Flemington. Um, <laughs> no, well I, I do I am with you. I think most people are sort of coming up with overexposure, and he will be hard to beat. But yeah. no, I'm going to the mayor's race on the Gold Coast. I'm going to go snap dancer. Uh, looks a you know strong race between a theory. Snap Dancer, Stolen Jade, and even a few others. But I think she's come back in very good order and can take another step uh, towards uh, perhaps a, a black type win in the near future. So race five, number nine, the Gold Coast for me, Snap Dancer. Thanks for listening, punters. Hopefully we found you all the winners. Good luck uh, for the big racing day on the Gold Coast on Saturday. And we will...